Welcome to the Blackout Nation podcast. I'm Sal Intertonado here with a cast, Steve Anderson, our co-host, Seth Mendelson uh, for Black Knight Nation. He was at the Army Villanova game today. And James Fraz for football. We're going to review and recap uh, Army's 49-10 win over the Wildcats today. Uh, first off, check out our Black Knight Nation YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Over 500 subscribers now on our Black Knight Nation YouTube channel. Trying to make it to 1,000. You know, we're, we're edging there. We're edging there, Steve. And also, um, our... Black Knight Nation Instagram is very close to a thousand followers. Uh, please check that out. Um, posted a photo of Hayden Reed, freshman fullback that scored his first touchdown today. Ed Diller was at the game for us shooting photos, and so was Lynn Fern. So check that stuff out. Uh, Seth's game story is already up on the website. Our photo gallery is already up on Black Knight Nation website. And uh, let's get right to it here, guys. Um, 49-10, Army gets uh, gets their first one of the season. Um I got a text from my stepson today, right? And he's asking me about – you know, he always asks me about the Army game. And I told him, be careful of that 14 points today. I thought the game was going to be pretty close. I thought Villanova was probably the best FCS team on paper that Army's faced in a, in a while, maybe in a long time. And I thought that it would be a closer game. But um, Army got that ground game going today. And, um, you know, we see what this offense can do when the running game works right so um maybe uh we'll go steve first what you what were your impressions and then we'll go around around the horn and, and just get your impressions of the game well i mean look sal's always harder on the offense i think our offense has been fine all year i mean we've scored points against coastal we scored points against utsa we scored points today um so I think uh, it was just – it looked a lot different today, right? Like uh, it looked like, you know, uh, Coach Munkin said it at the beginning of the game, said it all week. Hey, you're going to see, uh, you know, what old school Army football is. We're going to run the fullback. We're going to hit him in the mouth, and we're going to punish him all day. And I, I think they, they did that. And then on defense, you know – yeah, I think it took them a little bit to get uh, situated, but after those two pick series, I think the confidence really, you know, me, Sal, me and you were talking about it, you know, the past couple of weeks, not getting a turnover, yeah. you know, really wears on a defense, um, especially when you pride yourself on that. So getting those two picks today and then, um, you know, I just, you know, they mentioned it during the game today and I started counting and it just seems like we're missing a lot more tackles than we should be. Uh, kind of throughout, and look, there's that. Look, there's athletes at every level, but there's tackles that, um, sometimes you know the athletes just better than you, and then there's tackles that you should be make if you if you just have good technique. So, uh, still a little more missed tackles than I'd like to see, but um, you know, overall, really enjoyed watching the game today. Seth, you were there live. Give us your impressions of of the what the team looked like today. Absolutely. I mean, guys, a win's a win, right? We all want to win. It's, uh, you know, look back uh, five, ten years from now and say Army beat Villanova. Um, I don't think Villanova is a top five F F uh, FCS team. I think they're probably top 20 FCS team. Um, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, good crowd, beautiful day. Uh, we won. We won big. Uh, everybody, you know, the offense looked good in terms of the running game. That they, they, they were pitching really well. The option was really good. Um, the defense uh, seemed to give up a little bit. Um, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yep, you're good. Yeah, okay. We can, we can hear you. You you lost uh, lost video. Yeah. yeah okay. 
come, hopefully come back. Um, the, the defense, you know, those two picks were super important. Um, I agree. Uh, where were the, where were the turnovers before today? Uh, but I, I, I'm not sold that this is, um, this is a big win. I mean, it's a win. But it's Villanova. It's an FCS team. Um, uh, we don't know how good they really are yet. You know, we'll see. You know, uh, uh, two months, three months from now, we'll see whether they are a serious FCS team or a pretender. So I, I don't know what to say in terms of um, uh, of whether this is a great victory for us or just a win. And I'll take a win. Uh, everybody in the in the in the press box rooting for Army, you know, uh, you know, said the same. You don't thing. root in the press box, Seth. You don't root in the press box. I'm I'm sorry. You don't root in the press box. You're that's not, one of the yeah, rules. That's, that's one of the rules. The Villanova. I heard the Villanova guys rooting on the other side too, um, but uh, but but it, it's you know I, I it remains to be seen. I mean we got Georgia State coming up. Uh, they're zero two. I don't know how they're doing tonight. Anybody know how they're doing tonight? We're gonna look now. Uh, they're in a close one right now with uh, Charlotte. Okay. I mean, who, who knows? The good Wake Forest, you know, survived a, a one pointer against Troy. So Wake Forest may not be that good this year, or Troy may be better than we think. So let's see how this plays out. Uh, I saw a lot of things I didn't like. The tackling is still not great. Um, you know, the the interceptions. To be candid with you, I felt the interceptions were poorly thrown balls. That you know, in in the one the second interception, you kind of threw the ball to the army guy. The yeah, first but I mean, Broughton, Broughton made just a fabulous play. He was great. That was a great catch. I mean, I don't care if the ball was – I don't care if he was trying to throw it out of bounds. Broughton yeah. was just like, nah, He mine. made a great catch, great catch, and I'll give you that. But the second one – and we almost had a third interception that we dropped, uh, Army three, dropped. Three, so, three. Seth, you almost had five or six. Right, five right. or six. That guy was so, all over the place today. So, yeah, so, I mean, are we dealing with uh, – you know, I was talking to somebody before the game and uh, a friend who was there and – Say, hey, we're finally getting a quarterback we can handle. So uh, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know whether the you know I'll, I'll take the win. Where I'd rather be one and two than zero and three, uh, any day of the week. But again, I, it's not showing me anything quite yet. I'm happy for the guys. I'm happy for the coach. You know, I think they did make some improvement from from last week or two weeks ago. Um, you know, it's good to get this win uh, under our belt. But let's see. I think the I think the biggest thing to take away, Seth, is we beat an FCS team the way we should beat them as an Army football team. Yes, were there miscues? Yes, there will be miscues in every game. But we handled Villanova, you know, fairly throughout the entire game. We were always in control. Um, and I think, you know, there's, al there's always going to be ways to get better every game, right? I mean, there's, there's people playing, so there's nobody's perfect. Uh, but a 49-10 is pretty decisive. Uh, and, and we, we beat them the way we should have beat them, uh, with physical football. Um, I just, yeah, I, I agree, Seth. I just think the tackling can be better, um, across the board. Hey, Seth, real quick, since you were at the game, how was the, um, how was the atmosphere? I, I heard not so good things from last week. So well, I want to know what the, what the turnout was and, and were people involved and, and can you give us kind of like, uh, that kind of spin on it? Uh, a much better crowd. I think they had. They said thirty-two thousand last week was nice. the announced crowd was twenty-three. Um, I, I will tell you that a lot of people did not get in. I, I was looking out at, at the gates, you know, across the way, and a lot of people did not get into the stadium until halfway through, midway through the first quarter. Uh, atmosphere was good. I mean, the weather was better this week than last week. Last week was too hot. 
Um, and, you know, it, the game took too long. I mean, you just had too many injuries. And, you know, the game, I think, ended, what, 4 o'clock last week? This game yeah, ended yeah. Yeah. 5 or 10 after 3. Uh, much more manageable. Uh, atmosphere was good. A lot of Villanova fans there. Uh, you know, a lot of Army fans there. Uh, I know Villanova was really promoting it. They must have had some sort of deal worked out or something because I saw ads from you know from the Villanova folks saying, "Come on up to West Point, and check out you know check out the game. It's not that far from Philly." Um, and um, so, you know, I'll take thirty-two thousand for just about any team not named, not named Air Force, BC, or Syracuse or Rutgers, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, from the region, and of course, you know, the major teams that come in once every ten years. <laughs> Let's get James's take on uh, the game and what he thought uh, the Black Knights are getting their running game going and how how defense play. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, take number one is the improvement of the offensive line play. Um, they definitely got uh, an extra half yard of push. They haven't been getting the last two games. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a smaller defensive line they're playing, but just to get that confidence boost is uh, is a good thing. Um, so I was happy with the O-line play. Other thing with the O-line, you know, new new coach there with Mike Vitti sliding to O-line from fullbacks. So uh, just to see them start to work better as a team under under some new leadership um, is a positive sight. Uh, I was pretty happy with the defense. Yeah, there's a couple of missed tackles. Um, there were I, I would just say generally across the board, there were some some dumb mistakes today. Um, we had a lot of penalties. I think we had 10 penalties. Hmm. Um, it, it was, it was, it was a little sloppy at times. And I think that was more than just the defense. The only unit that I think was almost mistake free was special teams. Um, and I would say, yeah, but, but I guess the, uh, the penalty, or the, excuse me, the, the, the dumb mistakes are I getting a lot lost. more. Do you have me? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that the dumb mistakes that we that we made today were much more preventable and um, are easier to improve upon. Yeah, I was gonna say um, something about the offensive line real quick. So they have some yeah. injuries, but their tackles, right? So Booby Law's not playing right now. Simon Dellinger's limited. Um, Shane Buckingham's not playing right now. Those are the three top tackles going into the, the season, right? So what do they do? They move Connor Fanukin out to right tackle. Right. And that's a position he played a little bit last year when the offensive line was banged up. To me, he's probably their best all around offensive lineman, Connor Fanuke. And that's my opinion. And so, what do they do? They move Sam Barzak, it gets his first start at right guard, a senior. So, Army is now 1 0 with Seth Barzak, uh, Sam Barzak, sorry, Sam Barzak in the lineup. Got it wrong. Uh, Sam Barzak in the lineup. So, you know, let's, let's maybe uh, get him in the lineup against uh, Georgia State. And uh, see what happens. You know, one of those Sam Barzak. He played a lot in the UConn game last year, Sam Barzak, right? And he played some really spirited football. And he's a guy who um, seems a little bit different, Sam Barzak. He's kind of a little bit of the – he keeps he keeps the team together. Let's just put it that way. He's, he's kind of a witty type guy. And uh, as an offensive lineman, you know, just one of those different characters, so to speak. And it was good to see him getting some playing time because um, yeah. the James, the first two games of the season, uh, Bishop, uh, Fanukin, and Flipowitz played every down. Played every down. So it was good to see, you know, getting a little bit of a rotation in there early, uh, getting a new guy in there. And I think that helped. I think that helped out a little bit just to solidify the um, offensive line a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, as I said, I was having the O line play. Um, the, 
the bye week this week is going to be good for for getting us healthy again uh, in in that respect. And just uh, to give you an idea, like I think a lot of of how well Army runs is is based on the offensive line play. Um, first two games, they they think they average under 180 yards rushing between the two games, and they rush for what 450 today or something like that. 472. Uh, 472. Yeah, exactly. So so that was great to see. Um, the the fullback dive was there most of the day. Um, I two things I'll point out on offensive play calling. Number one is they like to do this thing after a big down when they run downfield, which is no huddle, run a fullback dive to catch the defense off guard and pick up. You know, it's a big gain. It's first and ten. You run the fullback dive when they're on their heels. You pick up a quick five to six yard gain on first down. That for like the last two or three games, it just hasn't worked. Um, and, and that continued, uh, continued today. So, um, that, that was kind of a bummer to see. Maybe, maybe they'll stop doing that. And then the other is that inside trap they've been running with Tyrell Robinson, Mm -hmm. which works like once every four games and every other time it's a loss of two yards and yet they run it 15 times uh, over the course of a three game period. My favorite play, Steve, my favorite play. (laughs) So, so so like they'll run it 15 times. They've probably run it 15 times this year so far and it's worked once. Right. Um, and, and on our, our pod, we always ask, why don't they have the fullbacks do that? And they did that twice today for massive yardage. So that was mm-hmm. good to see. Absolutely. Um, yeah, couple quick, I, I, you, know, you know, as you look back at the Coastal and the uh, UTSA, I mean, it was clear that they were not going to let the fullback beat them, right? Like, they just refused to let the fullback beat them. And we saw today, and, and we talked about it last week, Sal, how much more perimeter runs did we have because of the fullback success, right? You can't yeah. run perimeter if you don't have – because you cannot – you won't be able to get the people in the box that you need. So, uh, you know, I just – you know, as, a, as an Army fan, as a, you know, triple option believer, you know, the past – you know, the first two games, not seeing the fullback get 70, 80 yards is, is – uh, you know, it's frustrating. It's just not – you know, the offense has to run around either the, the fullback or the quarterback doing kind of like the cool quarterback follows and stuff like that. So um, I tell you, I like the – I know Munkin said that the freshman scares him, but that boy Reed's built like a brick shithouse, man. That guy, that guy – I mean, I haven't seen him in person, but he he looks very well put together for an 18-, 19-year-old kid. So uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll say one thing real quick about the fullback dive. So – I agree with the way that, that we typically run it. You need that dive to be there in order to open up the perimeter. I, I would say, though, I think if they trusted their quarterbacks to make reads a little bit more, and we saw this today on a few plays, they'll go to the perimeter and be effective even if they haven't established the fullback dive yet. If you can get that inside lineman to really bite, you you still have a high probability of success on the perimeter if you're going to trust your quarterback, but if you're just going to call which option from the line, you're going to have a harder time picking that up. And James, Sal, Seth, I don't know. And Seth, you might've ever seen today and it's tough to watch on TV, but you know, I always thought the, the, you know, they, they have a play called midline, which is basically the quarterback gets out of the way and the fullback runs straight up the center's butt. Like the center gets out of the way, quarterbacks the other way and the, Fullback just goes straight. It's not off. It's not that. It's not the one gap or the two gap or 
one hole, two hole, whatever the offense calls it. Um, but I always found as a middle linebacker, that's a much harder dive to attack, you know, especially midline follow, midline, you know, to triple option. Um, I don't know. Can, do you guys know if we ran dive versus midline? Uh, yeah, but Munkin today was kind of criticizing in the press conference after uh, the, the play, you know, up the middle play. I mean, he was he, he did not seem happy with the results of, you know, the interior running. Um, I saw, you know, you got to remember, we didn't try to throw the ball. We threw, we tried zero I mean, completion. Well, we they had the one attempt, and then you know, at the end of the game, the the uh, the fourth string quarterback came in and appeared that he was trying to throw the ball. He was stacked. I don't know if he really was trying or not, but I mean, at, at some point, Villanova started to not defend against the pass. I mean, you saw them coming up a little bit closer. I thought won the game for us is the fact that their defensive line was not bigger than our offensive line and we were faster to the to the perimeter than they were those yeah, that, things that helps that yeah. helps a lot now <laughs> I, you know again the, the, the last two teams we play you know this UTSA team you know I don't know if Houston's any good or not they lost today to somebody that I was shocked they lost um South Alabama maybe or something I don't know they lost to somebody that I was surprised or maybe it was Kansas I think it was Kansas um yeah it was Kansas yeah, um, you know, so I don't know if Houston's any good or not, but UTSA is giving Texas a hard time, you know, tonight. Uh, maybe they're a good team. They are know? good. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's it. Maybe we ran into a buzzsaw. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina had a tough time today too, but maybe again, maybe they're a good team. You know, may, maybe you know we maybe we just played the two toughest teams on our schedule the last two weeks. Uh, you know, I hope so. I mean. Wake Forest is up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. They have a great quarterback, but they lost a lot of people from last year. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Air Force didn't look good. I don't know if you guys watched the Air Force game yesterday. They did not look good. I guess missed that was, one. Missed that one. Yeah, yeah, cost, my, cost me my pick them, man. Yeah. 17-point favorites, I heard, right? Yeah, they were 16 and a half. 16 and a half point, and they, and they lose, and they look terrible. They did not look good. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked because that was the first game I was able to watch. It was a Friday night game, and I was able to watch it. And I was like, "Okay, this." Yeah, I was really, expecting. Wow. These are pretty. These are pretty. You know. So th- th- there's an argument to be made that we played the first, the best two teams, and uh, and you know, I'm looking at the schedule here. You know, Wake Forest. You know, of course, they're going to be good. They're you know, they're, they're an ACC team. But you know, maybe the next best team on our on our uh, the rest of the year is Troy. You nah, know, nah, and Davies is you know, come on, uh, Louisiana Monroe's nothing. Colgate. Monroe's what was that? What was that again, Seth? What was that about Navy again? <laughs> Navy looks terrible. You know, and yeah, I, don't, I just you yeah, can't. But, you but know, but fit, as, <laughs> Navy I, Navy looked terrible last year too. Yeah, they did, and that's the only that's the only difference with Air Force and Navy games. Like you just. Doesn't really matter how well the season goes; people can just turn it on for and play their best game during that. So I agree. I agree with that. But they look like a bad team. Hey, listen, I'd rather play a bad Navy team than a good Navy team. You know, yeah. Yeah. I was at that game, and I, you know, with my sons, and you know, the three of us looking at each other like, "What happened to Army?" You know, and what happened to Army? Navy was prepared. They were better prepared than we were. Uh, And they played. So, yeah, I'll say, like, in terms of. I see. I see what you're getting at, right? So we're trying to figure out what this win can tell us about um, about Army this year, and and I don't think I think you're right. It doesn't tell us a whole lot. Um, lose, but but I think it's also fair to say that the, losing the first two games in the way that we did also doesn't tell us a whole lot. I think right. that 
fr- from the from the first three games, what we've learned is that this is probably not a super special Army team like the 2018 team, but it's also not the 2019 team, right? Um, they're they're good enough to win the games they probably should win, um, and they might not have at least early in the season what they need to get them over the the hump in some in some toss up games. Uh, hopefully that improves as the season goes on, um, but there's still a pretty wide cage as to where this team can end up. I said before the season, we could start this season two and three and still be a, a nine-win team. Um, that's that's well within the realm of possibility. It's a really hard first five games of the schedule. Yeah. Also, I also think yeah. that you know, you've got some really good leadership across the board um, on that team. I mean, I, I'm a you know, I'm not just a, a fan of the way Broughton plays. I'm I'm a fan of the way Broughton leads. And you know, he's a, you know he said it earlier this week. Um, you know what what's it going to do to be upset about the two losses? Like that doesn't do anything for us. Um, let's go ahead and you know we're we're gonna we're gonna focus on Villanova, beat them. You know, preparing our bye week, get healthy, and continue to fight. And I, I just. You know, I, I, it, that kind of leadership is just so infectious for the younger guys. And, um, you know, he backs it up on the field. It's just it's great to see that, you know, it's just great to see that leadership as, as a grad, as a football player. Um, it's just really, you know, it's really exciting that those guys are going to go on and, and lead soldiers in a, in a couple years and just be, you know, just be, you know, the Army gets better because of it. I, I, yeah, I think it's so. Uh, Oh, yeah. I was just say, so in terms of, of bowl eligibility, right? I mean, it's still early in the season. We just got our first bowl eligible win. Um, in terms of should wins the rest of the year, I think that you can really say there are three should wins. I don't like to ever say that a, a CIC matchup is a should win. No. Um, I think you have UConn, UMass, and uh, ULM. So that and brings Col- you to f- Col- Colgate, too. Yeah, Colgate, but that won't count for bowl eligibility because yeah, we count one of those. Villanova. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you're at four, which means you got to pick up two mm. of Navy, Air Force, Wake Forest, Georgia State, Troy. Very, very doable to pick up two of those wins, but none of those games are like Army's going to go in being at least uh, a you know a touchdown and a half favorite. You're feeling really good about it. We'll see. We all know. We'll see how they come out in a, in a couple of weeks against Georgia State, yeah. and we'll see. We'll see what Army team we get. We all know. Like, let's a couple storylines real quick. Seth, you mentioned they didn't complete a pass today, right? That's the fourth time in the Jeff Munkin era that they won a game that they didn't complete a pass in. And so he has fifty nine wins right now, right? He's second all time behind uh, Red Blake in a you know the storied Army football history. Uh, that's another storyline, and also Jacoby Buchanan. Jacoby Buchanan only gets one carry today. He gets hurt. Seth, he's on crutches. I was uh, talking to you before we came on about, you know, it it seems like it's a, to me, it seems like a knee injury for Jacoby Buchanan. And if it's a knee injury. Munkin played it down. You know, I asked him, I asked him that right away. And, you know, he made it out to seem that it's, it it, will find out in a day or two how swollen it is in a couple of days. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I looked at it the way and, you know, look, I tore my ACL and I didn't come back on the field. Right. Right. You don't, you don't usually come back on the field if it's, if it's something serious. Um, you, you go, you go to the trainers and you immediately start doing, you know, either ice or, or whatever. Right. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's probably a knee bruise. Right. 
or, or a really bad dead leg around the knee area. Um, it looked like every time I watched it, it looked like he had fallen and it looked like, like the cleat or something was like underneath his knee and the big man fell hard, man. All right. Like the guy, yeah. gravity, gravity does not help, but you know, I'm 245. <laughs> I know, I know about gravity. All right. Yeah. So, um, I think it's probably a bone bruise or, or a deep, you know, like a dead leg kind of feeling. And, you know, if you're going to take them off, you know, keep them off of it. You know, he probably didn't want crutches, probably didn't need it. And, uh, you know, he's probably just, you know, Munkin saw that was like, we're really not going to need him today. This is probably a game where mm-hmm. Reed was going to get enough carries anyway. Let's just get him in early. Get get him an extra day of rest and, and get back after it. At least yeah. that's the way the way Buchanan was acting, the way he was interacting, the way reporters on the sideline were talking to him. That's the way it felt for me as, a, as somebody watching it from his uh, from his couch. At least I agree with you. I don't think he'd come back on the field if he was seriously hurt. They'd be they'd be doing special things to get him, you know, and, and you know, take care of him, protect him as best they could. Uh, but let me make this argument. Is it possible that Munkin wasn't showing a lot today on purpose? And I think it is. And what I mean by that is he only tried to throw the ball one time. Okay. That was in the second quarter of the game was still, you know, there's still a chance there. Um, he, um, he, he, the, the first two games, he didn't go outside as much as he did today much more going outside. You know, the plays were designed to go outside. Uh, a lot of quarterback reads. It wasn't the fullback up the middle. It wasn't this, you know, stuff going up the middle. Uh, is it possible that he's playing a little bit of um, of a game here to get his next two opponents? Now, again, I don't know if Georgia State's good or not, and it's home. Yeah. But Wake Forest, we know, is good. But maybe, you know, to get these two guys to look and say, oh, Army's going to go outside and bring back the pass. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me after the last two games where they were passing the ball a lot. I mean, sometimes they had to, but sometimes they didn't. Suddenly to go from a lot to basically nothing. That yeah. says to me. I, I don't know. And I, I don't know the stats on it. And I think, but I, I really do believe, you know, we run first down. If it's second and nine, like we're going to pass, you know, not a lot of second and nines today. Not a lot of third and longs. Not a lot of third and longs. In those first two games, I felt like there was a lot more de- your, uh, down and distance that, you know, we weren't super cu- – you know, there weren't first and ten, second and seven and six, third and three and two, you know. Not they a weren't lot great of- on first down, really. They weren't great on first down. So, first so, so, so and, I'll say it's, – the- it's, it, it, it's already on film. Right. So we've already shown that it's on film. Um, And and I agree with you 100 percent. I don't think he was trying to get sexy today. I think he did exactly what he wanted to do. We're getting back to running that fullback, getting yardage, running the quarterback, getting outside on the perimeter. And we're going to show that we can still do this and make you honor it. And I think and, you know, no hidden agenda or anything. But the work. You also need a passing game to get the to get the guys off the line of scrimmage, and he didn't show that today. And I didn't need to. Yeah, didn't need to. Yeah, didn't need to. I'll say I'll say a couple things real quick. Nothing else. You want to practice it. You want to practice. You got all. You said you're going to the bye week. You got plenty of time to practice that. Okay. 
All right, I'll, I'll say, plenty of time. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know, let let the freshman fullback get his carries. All right, he was yeah. like he was all excited on purpose. I think 18, he was doing 19 year old filled with testosterone. All he wanted to do was carry the ball. Yeah, but you want the, you want those receivers. I'm telling. I'm giving I'm giving Munkin credit here. Yeah, I think yeah, doing it on purpose. I really do. And I, I'll say I'll say a couple of things. First of all, I think Jacoby. Uh, I'll go back to Jacoby real quick. I I don't think there's. I think Steve hit hit it uh, hit the nail on the head. There's no reason to risk bringing him back in. You're playing an FCS team. By the time he came back on the field, it's a two score game. Um, it's just not worth it. There's no incentive. Number yeah, two, why are you going to keep the pads? Why are you going to keep his helmet on? Yeah, just going to add to speculation. Uh, yeah. You put him on two, crutches, and people are like, "Oh, he's out of the game," and it's over. They stop talking about right. it after they do an interview. Right. Uh, number two, uh, Munkin does not strike me as the type of guy who is making a game plan for a potentially dangerous FCS opponent based on what the schedule is three weeks from now. Um, I I think that he wanted to get back to the run because he knows long term we don't have a big enough offensive line to pass the ball consistently. You can't be an Army football team that averages under 180 yards per game and win many games. And he said that if we're going to win games this season, we're going to do it in the way that we can, and this is the way that we can, and he was able to do it. Also, you saw Villanova was not crowding the line of scrimmage no. nearly as much as as the previous two opponents. That's what so, I'm saying. Right. You have to take what the defense gives you. And the reason they passed for so many yards in the UTSA game is because we had thrown for three, you know, three touchdowns or whatever, and UTSA still had nine guys in the box. So if they're going to keep doing that, you, you then go ahead, keep passing. Um, it, it, but then the old, the old, the, it's like they all say, man, like we're going to do, you know, what I mean, we're going to do what we need to do to win the game, and we're going to start with the fullback, right? Starts there. Right. If you take that away, also we also had a quarterback change up. This week too, mm-hmm. had a different starting quarterback. I guess the same as the as week one, right? But uh, it's the same. It's the same. It's just uh, TT played a little bit more. TT yeah. played a lot more. Yeah, um, yeah. He played. He played more than last week. Um, the snaps were. It was reversed the first two weeks, and then TT got a little bit more time today at the beginning. Yeah, um, and, and, and you know, and, and, yeah. I think I think um, Tyler's a good passer, but you know, I thought K was putting. Passes on the money, so I think I think obviously I think Tyler's a yeah. little more explosive. Well, uh, and I think you you see that the fullback is much more effective when you have an effective perimeter vice an effective passing game. Like yes. we had an effective perimeter today, and it kept that fullback moving forward. When you're passing, it's a lot harder to keep that fullback going. Yeah. Well, also think about you know you know at least as, as a defensive guy as I'm thinking about this. You see Army throwing all over the place the first two games, right? So as Nova prepares, they're like, oh, this is this might be a little different Army team. Like, they've been crushing the fullback. Maybe we, you know, maybe we have a chance, right? And you can't – maybe at halftime you can change a little bit, but you can't change a, a philosophy of an entire week of practice at halftime. You can, you can make changes. You can make different – uh, slants and and you know maybe a couple different assignment differences, but you can't change a philosophy where you know maybe you know the first two teams said hey 
We're not going to let them run fullback and quarterback on us. We're shutting that down. If they beat us with the pass, good on them, right? Maybe yeah. Nova came in here and said, you know, we're not really worried about the fullback and quarterback. They haven't really done much this season. We can't let them throw it over the top. And yeah, yeah I don't that's know. what happens. You just get you just get punched in the face all game. We have statistics on what the fullback did up the middle. I don't. I, I did. I didn't do. I didn't break down. No, I mean, well, I, mean I, I, don't, I don't remember any outside fullback run. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any fullback tosses. So, <laughs> no. Last then? week we had the, last week we had the fullback toss on fourth down and short for some reason. I don't know why we. I don't know that why that happened. Hey, real real quick, the reason why Cade did not uh, play as much as he did last week is because I wrote a story on Cade and how he was doing well on the website this week. So you know that's uh, the Black Knight Nation. Uh, Jinx slash curse, maybe. Hey, um, real, real quick, I want to mention this, um, because it's something that hasn't happened since Steve played. Steve was probably in uniform the last time this happened. That Army had a punt return touchdown, a uh, punt return taken back for a touchdown. Two thousand seven, Jeremy Trimble, Tyrell Robinson, seventy three yards to the house today. Uh, the first punt return touchdown since Jeremy Trimble. Um. Man, that, that, it was good to see. It was good to see, really. You kind of felt it was coming from Tyrell, right? We were waiting uh, waiting for this. The fact that it happens in the game where the outcome's already decided to a point, uh, maybe a little less dramatic, but still a, a special teams touchdown nevertheless, right? I'll tell you, we I've got, I've got a group chat. I've got a Slack chat. And I've got a group me chat. And uh, we've got about 400 members on the Slack chat. And that, when he returned that punt, it got more, 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 uh, more hits on, on, on the Slack chat than when someone's, you know, putting out a job offer. You know what I mean? So it was probably uh, the most exciting play of the game. I mean, uh, I know it came late. But, you know, I mean, it was right in front of the press box. I mean, obviously, it was down below. But, I mean, they set up a, a wall after he got through the first couple of guys. Yeah. You know, set up a wall, and he went, you know, pretty much untouched. You know, I don't think anybody got close to him. But it was definitely the most exciting play of the game. Granted, we were up by three or four scores at that point, whatever it was. I think we were up three score, four scores, yeah. Um, you know, it was freaking awesome, man. The guy yeah, was explosive, blocks downfield. It, it was awesome, you know. Yeah, I remember. I remember Trimble's return, um, and uh, I was a freshman. I was. I was there. I, I don't. I don't remember the game. I remember Trimble returning. Uh, Temple versus Temple. Yeah, because uh, I think it was like the same stat. It was like twenty years ago we returned uh, a punt. You know, it's like nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Yeah, it was like every every twenty years we return a punt. So when did we last return a kickoff? Anybody know? Yeah, two, same game, Corey Anderson. Okay, same game. So two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Corey Four, Anderson. Oh man, that's remember a, Corey Anderson, man. That he that dude had wheels, Steve. He had a lot. He had, of course. Yeah, he had wheels. I remember Corey. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's it's good. It's gonna make me reach out to him and be like, yeah. "What's up, big bro?" It, it's it's good to see. Um, as for the most exciting play of the game, that Tyre Tyler uh, run where he uh, dove into the end zone was. Was was pretty good. I mean, for a twenty-three yard run. Hey man, I'm all for Reed getting it on, man. I'm a good Reed. Be, I'm a right. Reed believer, dude. That guy was rumbling and stumbling down. I think it was like what, 65, 70 yards. Oh, you mean Tyson Riley? Tyson. Oh, Riley. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a yeah. That's another one. That's I mean, he was one. pumping me up. Mentioning Tyson Riley in this there, game. There, there was some really big plays there. We had a lot. Yeah. Of, we had four or five guys with big plays. 
I mean, yeah, 156 yards rushing career high for Tyson. You know, looking at Tyson Riley from his sophomore year to his junior year, he's become how how I put this. He's come, he's turned from a teenager, Steve, to a man. You look at the way that dude is built. He's yeah. 260 pounds. You could see like a little bit in his facial expressions growing up. He seemed like he was still like maybe, eh, you know, a little. Look, look. There's, there's. It's like what I always told people. It's like you could tell I was I was jacked when I played, right? But when you saw Josh McNary right next to me, like Josh McNary was like the uniform was framed out to him. Right, like you could see his muscles through the uniform, and that's what when I saw when he was running today, I was like, "Yeah, that guy, that guy's built. That guy, that guy's been hitting the, hitting the weight room." Well. Not healthy yet. Munkin says, "Wait till he gets healthy." Yeah. Well, hopefully he can get healthy because if he can get healthy, if that's him, like at like three quarters speed, maybe getting him in the open field. I mean, they missed that with, without Anthony Atkins this year. Yeah. Hey, Sal, I did hear that, too, and I don't know how much the broadcasters – I mean, they went on like a 10-minute tangent on the referee today uh, hmm. being jacked. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, it was super weird. Uh, but um, I, they made a mention that Andre Carter's been about 80% the whole season. Yeah. I don't know. How, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, we haven't really covered that that, that much. No. But. Let me, let me tell you this. Um, when I was at the Coastal game, right, I got to go onto the field for pregame. And he didn't look like he was 100%, no doubt, to start the season. I thought this is my take. Um, he wasn't really like when you do the lineups during warmups right before you know, the kickoff, right? It wasn't he wasn't too involved there. I know that one I know he's had he's had a little bit of a back injury, battling a little bit of back injury in the offseason. In the offseason, I don't know how severe it is. I don't know how severe it is, but I heard he had a back injury. That's all I know. And um, but you look at last week against Texas San Antonio, he he played pretty much it looked like he was playing close to full speed last week. I mean, this week they had a scheme to stop him a little bit, but he drew a couple penalties. Right. He drew, he didn't have any sacks, but he drew a couple penalties, he drew a couple holding penalties, and that pushed um, got Villanova's off schedule, so to speak. And he did his job out there this week. I'm sure scouts are watching tape on him from the Villanova game saying, oh, shoot, he did not uh, get a sack today. We'll, we'll drop him on our board. No, they see. No, I, I just, I, I had not heard that kind of storyline. Well, I should have as... I should have said more of it when I saw the game when I, when I was out. Yeah, no, I, and, and I didn't really, you know, you know, he had, you know, he had his sacks and everything last week and and stuff. So I just, for me, you know, uh, you know, I played with Andrew Rodriguez, who was a heck of a player, and yeah. he had that same kind of deal, kind of a, a lean, longer, lean guy, and he had some back issues that you know ultimately you know kept him out of, you know. A season, so uh, yeah. you know, just uh, just hope that you know this bye week is very kind to us. Yeah. You know, we need we need to get healthy. We got some O linemen. Teams beat up. up a little bit. Teams beat up for sure. Yeah, so we got we got to really we got to really utilize this bye week. Get in the cold bath, cold tubs. You know everything we can. Um, I know that was. I know when I played, I had I had really bad uh, tendonitis in my in my ACL recovery knee. And that bye week after Tulane, never. I haven't had a problem since. Wow! It was like I'm talking about getting shot up. I'm I'm getting shot up before every game, sometimes twice a game. And after that bye week, didn't need it no more. I mean, I haven't had an issue. You know, Ranger School, Airborne School didn't matter. 
I haven't had a problem with this knee since that bye week. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in the bye week, baby. You can get healthy. You right. go undefeated in, in the bye week, right? You go undefeated in the bye week. I'm too, and um, I, I think, and I'm going to say this one more time, I think that uh, Munkin has some tricks up his sleeve for the next two games. Oh, I hope not. I hope not, Seth. The trick plays no, do I, not work well for Army at all. Please, no trick plays. Please. No, no, no I'm not talking about trick plays. I'm talking about uh, we didn't see – we saw a different Army team that we're going to see next uh, two weeks from now. We're going to yeah. see different plays. We're going to see more passing. I'm telling you, I was shocked that there was no passing today. Yeah. It's the flow uh, of the Jeff, game. I don't want to. Well, uh, I'm telling I don't you, know, want to. What passing you have, the more you open up that offense, that option. I okay. want five passes for 120 yards with three tugs. Okay, that's all I want. That's, Great. That's, Great. All, that's all you need. That's all you need. I'm, I'm right there you know, with we you. Didn't lead, we happened. didn't lead the nation in passing efficiency for anything. Okay. Let, let's no matter see. what, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. be high up on those charts. No matter what. As I as I wrote my article today, today was a confidence booster. We needed it. We needed to win. We did. Um, uh, you know, you can't take anything away from the kids. Can't take away anything away from the coaching staff. They did everything they were supposed to do. Um, and now you know we get a week off, and then we have a team that we don't know much about. And then of course we have Blake Forrest, and then. We go into, you know much about Georgia State. They play. They played them recently. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know much about the team this year. I haven't looked into ah. it. Um, but you know, who knows if they're good or they're bad? I mean, they played two good, yeah. two, um, you know, b- better teams, and they lost. I don't know the story yet. I'll I'll read up on them this week and really? uh, have a better idea by by time of game time. But uh, plus, it's home, and um, we'll see. Be interested to see what the attendance like for yeah. Georgia State. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about the same as Texas San Antonio. Hey, real quick shout out here. Um, want to give a shout out to Brett Jarena, a sophomore linebacker who got his first career sack. Um, Brett was a guy who had a really good spring, right? He had a really good spring. And in the preseason, you're wondering, where's Brett Jarena in this mix for the inside linebacker spot, right? And um, I guess you just need to pick up the defense a little bit. But now they have him in a couple's passing situation downs that he's in the game. His 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 uh, dad, Joe Jarena, was a quarterback for Army, um, late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I think Brett Jarena, if he picks it up a little bit more, might be that, miss- that, that, that piece in the middle down the road for Army. He's definitely a guy to look out for in the future. He had a sack today, so I just wanted to give a, a little bit of a shout-out to, to – Brett Jarena to uh, his sack today, uh, guys. Last, any um, final thoughts, and we'll uh, we'll get out of here. It's great to get that W, man. Feels good. Great things are coming. I think we're gonna we're gonna start rallying here for a little bit, and uh, look forward to it. So, beat Georgia State. Uh, I agree. Same thing. Um, confidence booster. The kids look good. Um, I was I was happy with the the, the perimeter perimeter game. I was happy with the secondary, you know, the interceptions are interceptions. You know, let's see what happens with Georgia State. I think we're a better team than they are, and I would expect to win that game. Uh, the big game, of course, is the one after that, Wake Forest. So, but one game at a time, right? One game at a time. Right. James, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's always easier to correct mistakes after a win than a loss. you got a bye week coming up. There's a couple of things that need correcting, but – a lot, a lot of, I feel a lot better about it uh, after uh, after this week. No doubt, no doubt. A game I thought that was going to be really close. I was completely wrong. What was I thinking? It's 49-10. Army wins over Villanova for their first victory of the season. Guys, check out our coverage. Seth's game store is on our website. Photo gallery is on our website. Steve, we're going to have part two of our 
podcast with Nate Sassaman this Wednesday, part one. If you guys did not see part one, please check it out on our YouTube channel. It was very interesting chat with Nate. Nate has stories to tell for days, for weeks, <laughs> for months about Army football. And we didn't even talk about the military side yet, Steve, which I want to get you on for that part. And plus, we're going to talk more about um, that. That 1984 team is a team that really doesn't get a lot of uh, um, a notice. So we, great to have Nate Sassaman on. And he's he was so good, we got to have a part two. First guy for a part two-part podcast coming up on Wednesday. So, guys, check that out. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be back uh, after uh, – we get we get a bye week as, as far as a recap. We'll get a recap bye week. So we'll see. Maybe we'll try to get some guests on next week or maybe roundtable stuff coming up. So – a lot guys uh, appreciate james seth and steve coming on and uh we'll see you soon have Later. a great weekend. great weekend guys thanks for having me so bye-bye